Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2. From verse 19, it says, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort. He said, When I know your state, he said, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. And he says, For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. So I've been on this topic, things that are Jesus Christ. And um, we've been on it. He said, for all seek their own, not the things that are Jesus Christ. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. Verse 15. Maybe let's start from verse 14. He said, Alexander the copper smith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. <laughs> of whom be thou were also, for he had greatly withstood our words. Next verse. Is that my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. What is it with all men and the first time he said, all seek their own, all right? All seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And I told you, I said, there are things that are Jesus Christ. There are things that are earthly. There are things that are transient. There are things that are of this world. But there are also things that are Jesus Christ. The question is, have you asked yourself if you really care about the things that are Jesus Christ? I want to ask you a question. I asked a question on um, Instagram, I think a week or two ago. And I'm going, to do, I'm going to ask the same question here. And I'll say some things. All right? I'm going to help us to answer now. One thing you want to do before Jesus comes. Before Jesus comes back. All right? Okay, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. So before Jesus come on before the rapture one thing i want to do i want to build a church for the lord before the lord comes I want to build a church for the lord. <sighs> all right you thank you sir for the opportunity one thing i would like to do before the rapture is thousands or millions of souls should be won through me to the kingdom of god Okay, upstairs. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Sir, please, I would like to win about 10,000 souls for Christ. Okay, so um, the four of you, please come. You've not answered, so give them the microphone to answer. Please answer. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I would love to uh, make sure that the gospel yeah, of yeah. the kingdom penetrates every system uh, within, within, within the world. So when we go to the music. All right. No, no, go ahead. So uh, as the word of God says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, uh, saying that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world. Uh, I want to make sure that I become the portrait of the face of God to my generation and also to, so that, so that uh, aside evangelism, we will use the spirit of influence to, to penetrate every, every system. So the government and political arena you have men and women who love Jesus, who are there, and you also go to every field, banking and insurance, uh, men and women who are raised with the focus of Christ, and we go to religion. Thank you. All right. You, all of you are not wrong. All of you are not wrong. Ten thousands and millions. Says Simon, I never forget your name. Oh, how many, how many, how many souls did you say? Ten thousand. Okay, but there's something wrong with what you said. And you helped me because that's where I want to preach from. <laughs> Very good one. You are not wrong. Okay. All right. So between the ten thousand and the millions, which one will you choose? Is <laughs> it? 
millions of souls between now and Jesus, by the time Jesus comes. Okay, when did you decide this? So you, you take the millions. I agree with you. You know, when I asked the question on Instagram, these were the answers I was getting. You know what? First of all, I was happy. You know why? It shows they've gotten it. Maybe I had just maybe two or three people say they want to marry before Jesus comes. <laughs> and, and if that's your answer, listen to me, if that's your answer, you are carnal. That's all. You are carnal. You are carnally minded. You need mental sanitation. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. That's, there's nothing you are carnally minded. That's Jesus is coming. And the only thing that could come in your mind is that I must marry before Jesus comes. <laughs> are you aware that some people will never marry till Jesus comes? Yes. So what if you are one of them? <laughs> Do you get it? So those things, don't, don't bring it. So just two or three, but, but you know, but then majority of the people actually said. They want to win souls, they want to fill a stadium, they want to build a church, they want to do this. I was inspired. Honestly, I was happy because they got it. It means our preaching is not in vain. It means we've been preaching and they've been hearing and they've been shifting their focuses. Because if you ask most of your friends what they'd like to do before Jesus comes, you probably wouldn't hear that. But then it means that our message is getting through to them. And I was happy. I was very happy with that. But... Um, there's a, the Bible says that let us go on to perfection, all right? So there is another step to this. Otherwise, everything we've said here is good intentions, but it's wishful thinking. It means we actually don't believe that Jesus is coming. All right, so I want to ask you, when did you make the decision to, because you, I don't think you decided that here. No. When did you make the decision? I made a decision in January. In January. That's when I came to this church. Wow. I knew I was a Christian, but I knew that my Christianity started building when I stepped my foot in this church. So, since then, I have made my mind that no matter what I would do, preaching the word of God to my colleagues is my priority in this world. Amazing. Thank you. Sima, when did you make your decision? Say about three years ago. Powerful. When did you make your decision? Probably about two months ago. Two months ago. 10,000. Wow. And you? It's been there. <laughs> or oh, you have another scripture to support it. When did you make your decision? Okay, you, you, you actually didn't tell us what exactly you went, so we can't even ask you that question. But when did you decide that we're going to do the penetration? <laughs> Kobe, right? Kobe. All right. Okay, so thank you. I'll answer you from here. And like I, I told you, you're, 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 you're amazing people. You've just said what they want to say, at least 80%. Of course, there are people here who want to marry before Jesus comes. I've told you, you're, I said you are carnal. Somebody said marriage is like a party. Are we going to jams before? Jams. Those inside want to come out. There's so much heat. Those outside think that something is happening inside them that they must enter. <laughs> okay, so honestly speaking, if I want to be frank with you, I'm not even mincing words. I'm inspired by, I'm happy that we are thinking like this. So the world is coming to an end, and we want to do something before the world comes to an end, and what we decide we're going to do before the world comes to an end is that we wanted to win souls. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't think like our friends. Jesus has affected our minds. See how we are thinking. It means our message has gotten across. And I'm happy. I think we should clap for him. But then, there will be two things wrong. Praise God. Not necessarily wrong. It's not wrong. But um, it's like going on to the next level. Pastor said something about evangelism. He said doing your love world, and he said during the global minister's classroom, and I'm going to bring your mind to it. Now, the first lady said she made up her mind to win millions of souls, and I love that, all right? And she said she decided that in January. So, my dear sister, 
million of souls. Okay, let, we can't say million, so let, let's pick it at one million. Let me tell you, many people have said what you said. When I watch on Instagram, many people said things like this. So, one million souls. You made a decision in January. How many have you won out of the one million? Is that eight? So we are left with nine. Nine? Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-two. Good. So if you just come next year, you are not close. So then you are wishing. And many of you are thinking like this. Our dear sister said she wants me ten thousand. So you made a decision two months ago. Ten thousand minus how many where are you now? Where, where like how many have you won so far? Five. So you are also left with 9,995. And that was from two months. Okay. The other sister, 1,999,992. January to May 8. Jesus is not coming. Because if Jesus is going to depend on 1 million souls, he's not coming. Are you getting where I'm driving you to? If you want to win 1,000 souls before Jesus comes, and we are, we are the same people who believe that he's coming soon, true or false. If he's coming soon, and we believe he's coming soon, and we want to win 1,000 souls, by this time we should have a plan. Because if from two months ago to now, like I said, she's only voicing out what many of you are doing. If from two years ago to now, you won five, all right, What's the concrete plan to win the rest of the 9,995 before Jesus comes? Like I'm saying, it means we really don't believe Jesus is coming soon. Because if we believe that he was coming soon, the steps we'll be taking will be more definite. So if someone even says that, I want to win 1,000 souls, so then you will have to break that vision or that dream you have into your heart, in your heart, if it's going to come to pass, you have to break it into years and months. Okay, so then, if I'm going to win 10,000 souls before Jesus comes, that means this year at least I should win how many? No, let's, let's, let's be rational. Let's set a smart goal. This year I should win how many? Coming, right? Maybe th- between 1,000 to 2,000. Okay, I'm just using... Her 10,000 because so many people actually say, some of you say 100,000, you know. I, I'm not against it. I, be, I love it. Honestly speaking, I love the, the, the vision, the, the decision. All right. So she says she wants to win 10,000 souls. Then this year, maybe she's supposed to make it up to, um, supposed to win, maybe say 2,000. And if she says she's win 2,000 souls this year, that means she's expecting Jesus in five years. Come on. Are we right? She spent Jesus in five years, which could be earlier than that. Looking at the calculation that Pastor has given us, which would be earlier than that, that means our 10,000 is truly wishful thinking. We have to move as though Jesus is coming next year. So, even though, yes, it's a good thing to want to win one million souls, we have to break it down. Hey. We have to break it down. Break it down into this year, how many am I going to win? So, years ago, when I enter into a year, as part of my things I want to do in a year, I set a plan and say, okay, this year I'm going to win 1,000 souls. This year I'm going to pray my first 24 hours. I used to do, I used to do those things years ago. I attempted my first 24 hours ago. I, attended it, I attempted it three years straight before I was able to do it. In one particular year, I tried it, tried it, I went to 17, I was tired. By the time I slept off. So, I canceled it. On a particular year, I pushed, 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 I was not able to. One particular year, I was able to do it. So, I attempted it. So, when I enter a year, it is, it is, it will be, it will be um, silly for me to want to have some great results without altering my processes. Think about it. It's only, it's only um, when it comes to spiritual things, that people start thinking um, magic. You see, it's magic. When we, think, when we think of the supernatural, right? When we think of the supernatural, 
don't immediately start thinking of, you know, um, something is supernatural, supernatural because I hit my ties three times and it came out. Boom. Boom. Ah, this is very supernatural. No. So I enter into a year. I said, okay, I want to win 10,000 souls this year. I'll have to schedule it. Then I have to consult the Holy Spirit to know, okay, where are we going to win this one? Is it by my house? I don't have that number by my house. Am I going to go to schools? Are you seeing your, your life, your vision, the things you want to do? It will immediately change your routine. It will immediately change your lifestyle. Because what? You are moving towards something. You see, many of us are sitting here. I'm saying this book came out just to show you what you have been doing. They, you know. We've been saying, oh, they want to win 10,000 souls. Yet, in the year, you don't have any uh, uh, clear plan with programming. Programming. Okay, so by the end of this week, if I'm going to win, Pastor said, he said, evangelism without numbers is a joke. So, I'm going to win 10,000 souls, and this week, I have not won any. The next week, I've won, I'm not, I don't want to win 10,000 souls. I want to win 10,000 souls, and um, I'm not going to a school, I'm not going somewhere, I'm not going somewhere to preach. I'm not, but what am I thinking? Am I, am I expecting God to bring the 1,000 people to my house for me to win them? If we are going to do something significant for God, are you listening? If we are going to do something significant for God, we will have to be more specific and be more intentional. So, let's not, let's not jump into the huge biggest now. Let's start from this year. How many souls do you want to win before this year ends? Write it down. Think about it. Have you written something down? All right, can I see it? Can I see yours? Before this year ends, 100. That's too small. Looking at yourself, that's too small. Okay, so let's see. You, you, can, you can actually surpass it, all right? But let's look at something that we are going toward. I'm not trying to kill your vision of 1,000 souls. Good. All right, so in this 1,000 souls, you will have to, you know that, are you doing it from May or you are doing it from June? Are you seeing more specific? Why am I starting? I'm starting from May. Where am I going to find these 1,000 people? Am I going to start preaching in schools? Am I going to start junior secondary school outreaches? Or I'm working together with myself? Or my workplace has 1,000 staff. I don't know which work that will be. You have to now draw a more definite plan in achieving that. Did you see that? Have you seen how it's supposed to be looking for you to achieve? Because, because there are things that are Jesus Christ, and soul winning is one of them. Are you listening? Soul winning is one of them, and it is so important to Jesus, and I'm so happy that all of you have caught the vision that before Jesus comes, he's expecting the precious fruit of the earth. Are you getting it? Okay, so... That's what we are going to do. So that's number one. The number one is, it, it, even though it's a vision that we have, it's wishful thinking, all right? And it doesn't look like it's even going to happen. If it's going to happen, we have to be more intentional about it. We have to, we have to draw a series of processes, alter our processes, all right? Alter our routine to be able to achieve that. That's what shows that we're actually ready for it. You get it? The second part of this I want to talk about is too important. It's too important. First Timothy. Second Timothy, sorry, Second Timothy chapter 2. I'll make sure you listen to me very carefully at this one. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these... It shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet from the master use, and prepared unto, the, prepared unto every good work. Okay, now, um, when he said that over here, he said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, what are the these? You see, okay, verse 20 again. Maybe let's start from 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, 
and some to honor, and some to dishonor. Now, some people have preached messages on verse 20 to, to, to seeing that, you know, the vessel of wood is a vessel of dishonor. You've heard, you've heard it before, right? It's like, so if you be any vessel, be a vessel of gold, right? You've heard it before. Very wrong. Very wrong. Vessel of gold, all right? Vessel of gold can be very nice. Hmm? Can be very nice, but cannot do some work that plastic will do. Are you seeing? Chamber pot is very important when it's in its place. So you take the baby on the chamber pot in the bathroom, all right, or maybe in the toilet. You take the baby there, and the baby, whilst that chamber pot is there, it's a vessel of honor. Because without that chamber pot, the baby is probably going to poo on the ground. But when you bring that chamber pot, no matter how much you clean it, when you put it on the center table, oh, think about it. No matter how nice it is, no matter how much you clean it, oh no, I've washed it. Ah. Oh no, no. Sometimes, even if it has never not been used before, say, like your, it has become a vessel of dishonor because of its placement. So when we talk about vessels, we are actually dealing more with positions than you are dealing with the kind of vessel we are talking about. So we say some to honor, some to dishonor. So the ones that are to dishonor are those that are out of place. Okay, verse 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, what are the these? He said he shall be a vessel unto honor. He says sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Hallelujah. Verse 22. Flee also youthful lusts. So he's not telling you that these. Calm down. Flee. Flee. Have you ever heard people use this scripture to say that when you come face to face with, you know, when you, like you are in a room with a woman, flee. Have you heard it before? You've heard it before, right? Yes. That's true. Okay. <laughs> It's very true. <laughs> but this is wrong interpretation of that scripture. This scripture is wrongly interpreted. He said, flee also youthful lust. Because you put flee youthful lust. So if that scripture is supposed to be a scripture for immorality, are you saying that it's only young people who commit immorality? Think about it. Is it only young people who commit immorality? There are 70-year-old men committing morality. Anna. There is a 65-year-old man in a jeep at a hostel right now looking for somebody. As I'm talking to you, I don't need prophecy. He's 77, and the lady is 21. And he's there. And the lady doesn't want to come out. He said that, you, no, you will not come out. So... So, over here, he's saying, flee youthful lust. So, he's not talking about immorality per se. Even though you will find it there as part of the examples. But what he's dealing with over here, go to NIV. Give me NIV. Then you give me TLB. NIV. NIV of verse 22. If you come, tell me. Who would like to help us with it if you have NIV? Okay, I have it here. What he says with the NIV is, flee, look at it, flee the evil desires of youth. Flee the evil desires of youth. So, when you compare it with this, you can see he's not talking about immorality. It will be one of it. But that's not the, the main thing. When you look at the main thing, what's God looking for? What's God saying here? TLB. I like TLB. People have deep, uh, preached different sermons. Say uh, all the sins in the Bible. Bible says resist the devil. But when it comes to this one, you say that flee, flee. You know, it's, it's a flee. Making women look like witches. So flee from them. You know. Run away, flee. Right, right like sky in terror. The living Bible, TLB, the living Bible. It says, run from. Come on, read it for me. 
Run from anything that gives the evil thoughts that young men often have. Run from anything that gives you the evil thoughts that young men often have. There are, thank you, there are, there are youthful desires. There are youthful passions. There are youthful desires. There are, there are, there are, there are things that come with being young. Why? Because Paul is talking to Timothy. Timothy is a teenage pastor of the church of Ephesus. There are grown-ups in the church. There are little people in the church. Different kind of people in the church. He's telling him that, hey, Timothy, you're a pastor now. So now, this thing we are, we are talking about, we're not even talking about unbelievers. No, we are talking about we have come to church now. We have come to church now. He said, Timothy, he said, Timothy, run from the evil desires that young men often have. There are evil thoughts. They might not know it's evil, but there are thoughts that young men often have. Thoughts that young women often have. One of them is trying to make a name for yourself. Because truly, most of the time, we are not sincere. We are not sincere. What we have translated into the kingdom is that our youthful desire we had in the world. We are now in the kingdom, so it's the same youthful desire with a touch of Jesus. You understand? So it's not, it's not something um, old or new. It's, it's just that thing, that thing, that youthful desire, that, that same desire that I was having the world to, be, to want to be something to, you know, you know, Genesis, book of Genesis. Okay, Genesis chapter 11. How many of you have heard of Nimrod? All right, Nimrod was, uh, he was a famous guy. He was a man, he was a man of, you know, a, a known man, he's a man of renown, all right? And he was, Bible says he was a mighty man, all right? Um, according to, you know, prophetic history, he's known to be one of the guys who spearheaded the Tower of Babel, all right? Well, I wasn't there, so what they've said is what I can tell you. So look at Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech, verse 2. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Sinai and they dwelt there, verse 3. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar, verse 4. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven, and let us make a name. Let us make a name. Lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So, the reason for the Tower of Babel, the reason God brought it down was because of this. It was a youthful desire. Let us make a name for ourselves. Is God against making a name? Go to Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country and out of thy kindred and from the father's house unto a land I will show thee, verse 2, and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. God was going to make Abraham a name. In Genesis 11, some guys came and said, let us make a name. God said, I don't work like that here. We don't do that here. Some people are in church to make a name for themselves. Some people are in church, they are praying so that God will bless them so people will know. Let us make a name for ourselves. It will come down like the Tower of Babel. Like I said, there's, there's, there's some insincerity there. Because it is only a move of God if it comes through us. We call it a move of God if it comes through us. If God moves through another person, it is not God. We will not celebrate God as much, alright? We will not celebrate God as much if it comes through somebody else. If God uses another person to do it, and he doesn't use you to do it, will you still give glory to God? If you don't give glory to God, it means you are not really after God doing something, you're after yourself. Flee it, youthful passions. Because it can enter. It can even enter soul winning. I'm going to show you some things. It can enter soul winning. It can even enter prayer and fasting. You want to fast so you go, so that when you stand in front of people, you can tell them how long you have fasted. You gave. And probably your name was omitted. So I will never give in that church again. Never. I'm not saying it's right for your name to be omitted, but let's say it was omitted. Because sometimes some of those things, God orchestrates them. He wants to see your, motive, your, your, your real motive. So your name was omitted. I would never, next year, I would never. So you never really gave to God. So let us make a name for ourselves. If you were the one who won the soul, you'll be happy. But somebody won it. 
No, because for some one time I think I, I went on I went on the internet and I saw one early morning prayer. I think the person is from Nigeria, so early morning prayer, and thousands of people were praying online with that person. I said, Praise you, Jesus, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was happy. I was happy. You know, to, in 2020, we were having all night in the night, and people were joining in their thousands. All right? That one was a move of God. If I see somebody's own early morning, and that one has been joined by thousands, and I'm not happy for him, I'm into wizardry. That's true. I'm into wizardry. I am not seeking. You see, that takes me back to, they all seek their own. Paul's talking to ministers, so the guys are preaching, they are pastors, but they seek their own. Not the things that are Jesus Christ. They're seeking their own. So you can be in church and be seeking your own. Everybody, confess. Confess the word of God. Confess the word of God. I will be the richest person in the world. Okay. Motive. Prophesy into your life. I will be the richest woman alive. You know, sometimes when people walk up to me, Pastor Enoch, we want to be like you. They don't want to be like you. They want to remove you. Oh, oh, no wonder Moses was called the greatest man, the meekest man, the greatest man, the meekest man that walked on the face of the earth. Come on, let's look at it. Let's look at something. Oh, look at Numbers. Sorry, Exodus chapter 32. We'll start from verse 1. Exodus 32, verse 1. Because sometimes we can sing even in church. For your glory, Lord. For your glory. It's not for God's glory. It's our glory. It's a youthful desire. And I told you why it's a youthful desire. Your 85-year-old grandmother is not thinking of making a name. She's counting how many days she has more. And all her prayers are for her children and her grandchildren. She's not thinking about herself again. Father, make me famous. 86. Let men know me, Lord. Let men know me, Lord. That they may know that my walking stick is not in vain. We're going to read from verse 1. Okay, I think we're all going to read together. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 14 together. One to go. said to Moses, Moses, leave me alone. No, no, it's a serious matter. God is speaking to Moses. A man he called. He said, Moses, leave me alone. How was Moses holding God? Preston, let's go again. Believe you me. Believe you me. If God said this to you, I said, God, kill them. (laughs) Hey, 
Hey. God said, Moses, leave me alone. Let me destroy all of them and I will make a great nation from you. So God, he says, through this, they are still someone. Kill them, kill them, kill them, kill, kill all of them. Let's be truthful. You help, you help God to kill them. Henry, let's be frank. Straight up. Gideon, what do you think? Let's be, let's be, okay, let's not say we are preaching anything. Let's, you are, God tells you, say you are leading the people and the people are stiff neck. You know, there are people, the people, their origin is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They call God of Abraham, God of Isaac. And, now God says that, you know what, they are stubborn. Eh? Let me, let me delete these people. Eh? I'll start from you so that they'll start calling God of Moses. You understand? It will start from you. God, you are, you are, you are now the founder. And the C, you are the CEO and the chairman. <laughs> Gideon, what will you do? You will select your friends and to kill the rest. <laughs> because this is opportunity for, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those who you think can help your new, your new, uh, your new administration. <laughs> yeah. Your new administration that you're about to start, you know that this one, in fact, for me, I think I will not say, God, kill them. No, 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 no. I'll start crying a little person. <laughs> God, why are they doing this to you? <laughs> God, I will never do this to you. <laughs> anyway, God, you can kill them. I'll start all over. <laughs> I'll start afresh for you, God. I'll start afresh. <laughs> God, I was with you for 14 days and 14 nights. I'm not eating. These people are so bad. <laughs> Moses, 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 what kind of man is this? Verse 11, let's read it. It's 12. Verse fourteen. I read this and I, I'm thinking of what man Moses was. He didn't want anything. He didn't want a new regime. Oh God. He didn't want a new administration. He didn't want God to remove somebody for, for, for him to be there. He was not, was not interested in that. You know, sometimes somebody is serving, is serving a pastor and he's thinking I'm serving so that one day God will put me there. These things have destroyed young people. They have destroyed men and destroyed men of God. They are evil desires of youth. They can't wait for an opportunity to show themselves. Why? It's an evil desire of youth. The Bible talks about a, a lady called Anna. She was in the temple fasting and praying, fasting and praying because of the Messiah. She was fast. Nobody knew her. In fact, no, she didn't say a thing in the Bible. She didn't write a thing, but she was fasting and praying, praying for Messiah to come. She was in the background. She was satisfied with it. God doesn't just see people who sit on this. God sees those who are working in the background that nobody sees too. Some are so intoxicated with fear, with, 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 uh, with likes and comments, and, and they're so intoxicated with men's approval, so intoxicated with what people will say about them, so intoxicated by standing on stage, so intoxicated that God can't even get them to do anything. And if someone else is standing there, it's not good, unless it's them. 
The worship is only powerful if it is them. If it's someone else, um, there, there was not oil. oil. <laughs> Let us know which oil. Is it fright all? There was no oil. That somebody, somebody was preaching. This guy's preaching. It's not very strong. If I get the mic. You know, I've been coming to this church, you know. You know, I've been listening to Pastor Long. He's okay, he's okay. But if I preach here, the whole church will scatter. Yes, it will scatter. <laughs> Let me tell you something. This is how I want you to think. Because this is what God wants you to think. See the humility in the Godhead. Jesus appears on the scene and said, I'm not doing anything of myself. Everything I've been sent to do is what I'm doing. Everything I've been sent to do is what I'm doing. Then when Jesus steps off, he says the Holy Spirit will come and he will not speak of himself. He will come to glorify Jesus. So he comes to also glorify Jesus, not seeking himself. The Holy Ghost does not have a name. Why? Because he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. He has no form so that all attention will be drawn to him. Flee youthful desires. Most people, until they are the face of the thing, God has not blessed them. Look at Jonathan. Look at Jonathan. Jonathan told David. He said, David, David, I know you're going to be king. This Jonathan is supposed to be the next king. He's supposed to be the next king. But he forfeits. He said, he said David, I know you're going to be king. And I'll support you. Can you think like this? Can you think like this? Can you think like this? Simon, let me tell you something. Your plan is a good one. It's a great one. You know what? Don't, don't worry, sit down. It's a great one. All right? As a church, we are about to build a church. If your money enters it, you have still done it. Are you listening? If your money goes into it, because you might not have, you might not have all the money to single-handedly fund it. If you see that, when, okay, think about it. Think about it. I want to, uh, 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 let's say, let's say, before Jesus comes, I told you at the week of prayers, I said, we're definitely going to fill, the, fill a stadium. All right, okay. Look, look at this. Pastor B is going to have a foundation school graduation at the stadium. If I ignore it, I, my decision to go to the stadium is never of God. Is it not the stadium? If I can't support it and say that... It, this is what I want to be. I, I want to do this one. Let, let's push for this one. It means that that's my dream, and God could be testing me. It means that dream of packing out the stadium is not coming from the Spirit of God. It's coming from my evil desire. I have just painted it with faith. Yeah. So you look at it as faith. Inside it's corrupted. It's corrupted. It's corrupted. It's corrupted. When we're growing up, when we're growing up, our friends... You see, they will prophesy to you. They will say, you will start your own ministry. I said, I don't want to. I told I said, I don't want to. I don't want to. I will start your own ministry. You will have a crusade. So, okay, they've gone to go and do it. I didn't go. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm supporting the man of God, Pastor Chris. I'm, I'm a helper of the world with the man of God, Pastor Chris. I've, I've still done the thing they went out to win. I've done it. Okay, so it is only glorious if <coughs> it came from you. No, it is also glorious if you were helping. Let me show you a scripture. One time a dear lady asked me a question. She said, Pastor, I've been sent to go and um, help a certain pastor in, in, in a certain country. And he says, as I'm going there, they told me what I'm going to be doing. He said, when we help him with the pastor's baby, he said, no, but that is not ministry. That's not ministry. He wants to really do ministry. Not go and help the pastor clean. And I said, let me show you a scripture. First Samuel, chapter 30. So from verse 1, you see that David, um, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned with fire. Okay? So verse 5, or verse 6, I just want to pick key points. Is verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. All right? So, verse 9. All right? Okay, from verse 8. Look at verse 8. Now, at this point, David is, wants to fight. All right? He wants to fight. He wants to 
rescue his wife and children and all that. He said, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered them, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. All right, verse 9. And David went, he and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where those that were left behind stayed. There were people who were left behind. There were 600 in the beginning. All right, look at it. There were 600 in the beginning, and when they were going, 200 of them were tired. So they, they stayed at the brook Bessel, and 400 went to fight. Are you getting the story? Okay, verse, verse, next verse. But David pursued he and the 400 men for 200, I see, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessel. Look at something. Verse 21. Okay, verse 20, so you get it in context. Verse 20, verse 20. And David took all the flocks and the heads, which they drave before those other cattle, and said, this is David's spoil. Okay? And David came to the 200 men, which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Bessel. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. We're going to see how God thinks right now. Verse 22. Then answered all the wicked men and men of Belial, of those that went with David. Up, he said, up part of the 400 people were wicked men. And what did they say? And said, because they went not with us. We will not give them out of the spoil that we have recovered. Save to every man, his wife, and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Lead them away and depart. He said, we should not give them anything. Because they didn't go with us. Look at how God is thinking. Why don't you, since the man of God, Pastor Chris, is already doing it, he's there. Why don't we support that? It took, it took Rhapsody 20 years, 10 to 20 years to become the Rhapsody it is now. But he said, the Lord has given me a vision to start daily rice water. A devotional called Daily Rice Water. Said there's daily bread. <laughs> so you are also starting a daily devotional called Daily Rice Water. So that when you take daily bread, you put it to the daily rice water, you have a balanced diet. That's why we sponsor Rhapsody. That's why when it's time for healing stream, we are not the one praying for the sick. We will carry the people there. As his part is, that went to the battle. So his part would is the one who tarries by the stuff. Must your face be there? Maybe I'll show you a last scripture. Your PCF leader is doing something. Your PCF leader is doing something. Say, oh, I don't want to really stress myself. When is my turn? When is my time? They shall know that the Lord has given me great revelations. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 16. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David. Now, look at this. Look at this. God knew David was going to be king. God started sending people to David. God started sending people to David. He knew David was going to be king. He started sending people to David. Started sending people to David. He said, and there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If ye be come peaceably unto me to help me, my heart shall be knit unto you. But if ye come to betray me to my enemies, seeing there is no wrong in my hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. Amen. Verse 18, he said, then the spirit came upon Amasai. Kai, this was not Amasai's decision. He said, the spirit came upon Amasai. The spirit was what came upon Amasai. This thing is coming from the spirit of God. Spirit of God is not just for speaking in tongues. This, the spirit came upon Amasai, and he was chief of the captains. And he said, thine are we, David. You see, it's easy to say, thine are we, God. Have you been able to identify and say that? No, God sent me to help this person. Then are we, David? He said, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Then he says something spiritual here. He said, peace, peace be unto thee. Peace, peace be unto thee. Other versions say, success, success be unto thee. He said, and peace to thy helpers. What is he saying? He's saying, peace, peace be unto thee. He said, and peace to thy helpers. That means that peace, peace unto David. God will take one piece of what he gave David and give it to his helpers. So you see that, you see the same grace at work in that person. You start seeing it working in the other because he's helping him. There are things, look, many people have been saying, you know, like, you are too young for the kind of achievements you, you've had in ministry. You are too young for the, I, I'm telling you my secret now. My secret is tying myself to the man of God, Pastor Chris. So I will not have to go through everything he went through. I've tied myself. So he says, he says, healing stream, I follow. I follow that one. Peace, peace to you. Then he said, peace to your helpers. The same peace he enjoys, you enjoy the same peace. Must your face be there? Must your face be there? Somebody came to me and said, 
Pastor Enoch, the way you preach, you must write a book. I said, no. I said, no. No, I don't want to write a book. Rather, I have a book I want to, I want to go and read. And I took power of your mind and I gave it to him. Read it. I'm selling this book. The man of God, Pastor Chris, many years ago as a child, as a teenager, he was, he was going for crusades and he was playing T.O. Osborne's messages. I saw face me there. He will play T.O. Osborne's messages when he finished. He said, the same God who did this will do it. Then he will start praying for the sick. Peace. Peace. Don't have evil desires. Peace. Peace. Dine are we, Pastor Enoch. Pastor Enoch, what do you want to do? We are with you. That's the spirit. Listen, he said, peace, peace be unto thee and peace to the husband. He said, for why? He said, why are we helping him? Why are we helping this person? We're not just going to help anybody. He said, for thy God helpeth thee. Follow the one God is helping. You can see this person, the thing he's doing, it can only be God. It's an anointing. Drop, drop what you are looking for and say, we are with you. You will find yourself in that. You will find your God-given destiny in that. Peace, peace be unto thee and peace to thy helpers. For thy God helpeth thee. So why? He said, for he has seen. And Messiah said, he realized that he has seen. He said, no, this guy, something is helping the guy. Something is helping the guy. It's helping the guy. It's helping the guy. Years ago, before I have any healing, miracle meeting, you know what I do? I'll go and watch, do you believe in miracles? I'm just watching it. Because if I say I'm going to pray to God for healing anointing, by 63 years, I'm still praying. I'll be watching it. I'm just watching. As I'm watching, as I'm watching, Something's entering me. You see? Something's entering me. Look at, look at some of these guys. Someone like Pastor Claude. You see? You see? Sadana we, Pastor Enoch. Whatever Pastor Enoch wants to do, they are there. 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 They are thinking of it. They are looking at it. Run from evil youthful desires. You see, can you be can you be a helper of the world to your cell leader? Or you are waiting for your thing? Can you be a helper of the world? That same first Chronicles chapter 12, look at from verse 1. Look at it. He said, Now these are they that came to David to Ziklag, while he yet kept himself close because of Saul, the son of Kish. They were among the mighty men, helpers of the war. You see, look at this. Today we know Adino. Listen, today we know Adino. But who was Adino? Was Adino trying to be king? No! He was just helping David and he became a mighty man. We know Eliezer. Was he trying to be king? No! He was just helping David and he became a mighty man. We know Shammah. Was he trying to be king? No! He was just helping David and he became a mighty man. Absalom, who was trying to be king, he died like a fool. The one God is with will pray a simple prayer. He said, Lord, turn the counsel of Ahithophel to foolishness. The one God is with, the one God has sent, Always help the anointed. Always, this thing, never forget in your life. Always help. Always, I always help my, my zonal director. I always help him. Anything that person wants to do, if he calls, ah, sometimes he doesn't even call me. For some time now, he has not been calling me for something. I texted him, he said, you not call me for this thing. You have to call me. I have to do something. I have to do something. I'm sitting, I'm thinking, I'm scheming. Peace. Peace to you. It's a peace to your helpers. The, the thing God gave him, he will give you something. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 22. Look at it. Oh, I wish, I wish we had people in this generation like Jonathan. Like many, many envying and many killings will stop. And jealousy and pull people down would have stopped. So what I told that lady was, I said, you are going to help your pastor probably take care of his kid. I said, hey, you think that's not ministry? I said, what you don't know is that if your pastor was taking care of the kid, it will slow her down in the ministry. So he said, you, so you hold this one so that he can run. You are still doing ministry. As his part is that going forth to battle, so is the part of him that tallied by the staff. God will reward those people alike. Verse 22, for at that time, day by day, there came, there came to David to help him. People were just coming. Every day people were coming. He said, until it was a great host, like the host of God. Oh, God is sending me helpers. God is sending me helpers. I'm a helper of the man of God. I'm a helper of the man of God. I'm a helper. Oh, boy, I tell you, when we went to IPPC last year, when I went to greet pastor, 
When I went to greet pastor, pastor looked at me. The man of God, Pastor Chris, he said, thank you for everything you are doing in Ghana. Why? I'm holding the fort for him here in Ghana. Meanwhile, he has never been here. Yet he has children all over this place. You know, sometimes I blame motivational speakers. Fly. Let your wings fly. Let your wings fly. Be who you want to be. Fly in the air. I believe I can fly. It is still honorable to help. I listen to me. It is still honorable to help. Still honorable to help. Let you and thank God. Let you and thank God. Father, I'm a helper of the war. I'm a helper of the war. Say that, ba 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 ba. This year, this year, Pastor said, Reach out world. Pastor said, Reach out world. But how are we going to do it? Reach out world. We can't do it by we going out everywhere. So, we, everybody, hold your side. Come on now. Is that not how we are going to do it? Everybody, hold your side. I don't need to start something. We are already doing something. Hold your side. We'll all do it together. As his part is that went to battle, so is his part that tired by the staff. There's a professor who has been coming to church. He came with his wife. He came with his wife. He came with his wife. You know what happened? It was a, a, a healing center from the healing stream that was started by a cell leader who went to have a healing. That his wife had a cancer and it was healed in the healing stream. In the healing stream. You want to have seven days miracles. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, there are so many, there are so many places that they started off as a place for healing that's turned into prayer camp. Right? Because it's not like that. It's not like that. God gives it to somebody. You know, it's not flying there. God gives it to somebody. He gives it to him and says, Okay, you're going to have this. You're going to do this. Then the person becomes a point man for it. Then people will be helping him. And the sick will be coming to him. To spread him, spread him. So, are we only happy when the sick got him or because the sick got him through our hands? Let's be sincere. I'm not saying the truth. The truth is that we want our faith to be there and God should help us and so we repent. Dinah with David. Dinah with David. And on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace. Peace be unto thee. And he said, peace to your helpers. For thy God help thee. Bring your feet, let's pray. This year, we, we want to do some big things for God. Help. 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 Let me tell you, I had no dream, vision, <coughs> of being anything. Just helping. Just helping. Just doing something. Just doing something. Just doing something. Going to schools to preach. Did I ever print my flyer on, on my, my face on any flyer to, in the schools? No. No. We'll come there. We'll sell Rhapsody. Why wasn't I writing? Pastor uh, Chris was Rhapsody of Realities. Mine will be Rhapsody of Truities. Yeah. Why did I write my own Rhapsody? Because I was writing Power of Your Mind. I write Power of Your Brain. No, no, if I'm sincere, why don't I carry it? If I think it is correct, why won't I carry it there? As his part is that went forth to battle, so is his part that tarried by the stuff. I'm a helper of the war. I'm a helper of the man who got Pastor Chris. Is Pastor your pastor? Is Pastor Chris your pastor? Right? He's your pastor. So you're a helper. Yeah.